time for another Nebraska Prep Zone Report. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson, and I'm pleased to be joined today by World Herald soccer guru, Nick Rubeck. Nick, I believe this is your first appearance on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, I think we did a little show last year, a little talk last year before state soccer, but uh, but yeah, I guess it would have been two years ago. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we didn't do any soccer talking last year, but yeah, good to be back, man. Well, we're just going to dive right into it here because we have districts coming up in about a week and state soccer will be here before we know it, since that follows districts. And you've got a great set of notes here. And so we're going to run down class A and B for boys and class A and B for girls, kind of give people a, it's a little bit past mid-season, but kind of give people a primer in this different year. And let's start right off the top with that number one team in class A, Lincoln Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. I've been asked by a couple of different coaches uh, kind of about Southwest and the the best way I can really describe them is they're just, they're just solid across the board. Um, you know, you're not going to get a ton of flash with them, but when you start with a, a division one keeper like they have in, in Nolan Fuelberth, um, who's going to Northern Illinois, you start with that in goal, you're starting in a, in a pretty good spot. Um, they uh, they they've done enough to to get to that top spot. They're they're the only undefeated team left, and so um, yeah, right now they're they're in that spot. Um, they don't have a ton of uh, ton of challenges down the stretch, um, but uh, but districts will be a challenge. And, and then if they get to state, obviously the opportunity to kind of to prove that out there. And that number two team, Omaha South, perennial power. Yeah. You have that there. The Packers are still kind of finding themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they um, they started the season number one, you know, just kind of a different a different team this year from um, in 2019 when they won it all. You know, that 2019 team really kind of found their roles um, in a much quicker fashion and kind of settled into who they were. And this team, you can tell it is just still really kind of trying to figure that out. Um, Their last four matches, they've fallen behind in. And so. I don't know if it's a slow start. That's the identity of um, of that group. Uh, it, it's one that can kind of turn the turn the switch on when they need to. Um, but yeah, they they are still adjusting. Um, they have some underclassmen that uh, that South Coach Joe Moss described to me as that they've demanded minutes and demanded them by the by the way they've played and the way they've carried themselves. So. Um, they are going to be, they're going to be right there at the end. Um, it will just be interesting to see down the stretch here if they can kind of hammer out an identity and, uh, and really put the pieces in place. And then speaking of perennial powers, can't forget about Creighton prep led right. by Creighton recruit, Ryan, uh, Brocky. Brocky. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, a, a little different prep team this year as well. Um, not the, not the, the group that walks off the bus and, and, and gives you gives you a, a, a reason for pause because they're, they're so big and physical, but it, it's a quality team. Just one that didn't have any varsity experience coming back. Um, Brocky was the only one from 2019 that, that played varsity minutes. So it's going to take a team like that time to really find its uh, footing as well. Um, they, I, I feel like they, they made some strides during the Metro tournament. Um, I know they, they dropped one to Gretna here in the last week um, after that, but um, they're going to be right in the mix too. Um, don't, don't, don't forget about them for sure. And the junior J is what you're mentioning there, that, that veteran experience, 
that's kind of something we were talking about with baseball too, with Mike Patterson, that sophomores in 2019 are now your team leaders and coaches kind of feel like they almost have a full team of underclassmen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, multiple coaches have said to me, you know, we have, we have two freshman classes. You have sophomores that, that didn't get to play their, their freshman season. And then you obviously have freshmen. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a, it's been an adjustment for everyone. Um, and I think it's a reason that we have kind of some of the, the parody or, um, you know, the, the, the ups and downs of teams, it's their first varsity grind, you know, and, and that's one of the things about soccer that, that a lot of people probably don't realize is, is high school soccer. It really is a grind, you know, when they're playing club, they're not playing three, four games a week. Um, and, you know, we have stretches where the Miller North girls played, I don't remember what it was, seven or nine, seven or nine games in 12 days or something like that. And in 12 in two of those 12 days were Sundays, you know, so you don't get a lot of time to practice. You're kind of practicing on the fly and playing games. And so, um, yeah, it, it's a different deal. And, and a lot of guys are getting their first taste of that this season. And the next team you have here, Gretna, that's still an adjustment for me, seeing the Dragons with Class yeah. A for soccer. Uh, yeah. But they're, they're a dangerous offensive team? They are. They are. They can play. I mean, they, I, they've kind of had, they've hit a, a couple of, uh, a couple of skids the last couple of weeks um, and, and lost to Miller North in the Metro tournament, uh, lost to Westside this week. Um, and it, neither of those are bad losses. I wouldn't consider them that. Um, but that, that is the team that is, uh, has the pieces to, to do what it needs to do. And that is a team that does have guys that have played at the state tournament um, at a higher level. Um, so yeah, they, they are firmly in the mix when you're talking about class A contenders for sure. And who else do you have your eye on in class A? You know, I, I think you gotta, I think you gotta look at Millard West, um, West side, Lincoln East. Um, I would probably even throw Papio South into that mix. Um, those are some teams that are going to be there, you know, uh, dark horse teams. I, I would probably throw out, uh, Brian. They've seemed to kind of pull things together a little bit here down the stretch. So, um, you know, talking to a couple of coaches the last couple of nights, there are some big time, there's some big time trepidation for some of those coaches that are going to, are going to be one seeds and host district tournaments about what two seed is going to be in their bracket, because there are some very, very formidable two seeds um, between, you know, eight and 14 that uh, that'll, that'll keep some coaches up at night for sure. And that's kind of an interesting note, that district tournament heading into state. It's also going to be a different state tournament this year for coaches, over eight days this year, right? Yep, yep. Stretching out a little bit from six games a day to four games a day, um, which I, I think benefits a lot of people um, in terms of legs, uh, rest. Um, but just a little bit of a different format. Um, it'll... Uh, It'll change things the, for the finals. Um, finals will be uh, boys one night, girls the next night, um, rather than class A and class B. So um, a little bit of a change, but uh, but I think everyone's looking forward to that. Definitely. Let's move to class B now, where we have a clear-cut favorite. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Scott has really established, established itself as the, the team in class B. Um, you know, if there were any questions out there, and and I wasn't one of the ones that had questions about them, but they really answered those over the weekend. They beat Papio South and Miller North um, by combined 7-0 scores. Um, you know, those are two good, 
top 10 class A teams and Scott beat them on back-to-back days. Um, their only loss this season is in a shootout to class A number one, Lincoln Southwest. So, you know, that they are right there. Um, they also are strong, a lot like Southwest, strong in goal. Uh, Zach Weiss is a, uh, is a senior, one of the best keepers in the state, um, defender, uh, John Myers, also a senior. Those two guys are all Nebraska second team picks um, as sophomores. Those guys give Scott a really, really good chance in every match. So they haven't given up a goal in the last 10 matches. And that is a pretty good formula for success. So I feel like you can't go wrong calling Omaha Scott a favorite in any sport. We're getting there. We're certainly getting there. And then especially in class B, when you, when you look at um, in recent years, Elkhorn South moving out, um, Gretna moving out, um, you know, it's really clear the path, especially on the girl side. When we talk about class B girls, it's really kind of clear that path for Scott. Um, now nothing's going to be handed to him. There's certainly teams that, that are capable of, uh, of springing upsets, but, um, but yeah, they would uh, be prohibitive favorites on both sides. And one of those teams that's right there with Scott is Lexington. And I yeah. really enjoyed this note you had. The Minutemen have won 11 in a row after yep. losing to Scott. And since then, they have outscored opponents 75 to 4. Yeah, pretty impressive, right? I mean, you lose your op- the opening weekend and, and then you haven't lost since. I mean, they over, the, over this last weekend won their conference tournament in three games outscored conference opponents 26 to zero um so yeah yeah they uh they are going to be in the mix they they really are i i know scott has that win over them but um that's that would be a good final that would be a very good final and then who do you think are kind of the next two or that next year behind lexington and scott yeah yeah i have bennington ranked third biatches ranked fourth um Bennington hasn't lost to a class B opponent this season. Um, they've run off nine wins in a row, uh, including winning their conference tournament, the EMC tournament uh, last week. Um, Beatrice has won six straight since, uh, since calendar flipped to April. So um, those two are probably the, the hottest teams behind Scott in Lexington. Um, and then from there, it really kind of is a toss up jumbled mess where everybody's beaten everybody and um, throw them into a hat and pick them out as you will. So we'll, uh, it, that will make their district tournaments and district finals wild. I uh, buckle up for those. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the quote unquote upset in districts. Yeah, upset. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I would say I would put an S on the end of that upsets because I would anticipate quite a few. Well, before we uh, talk girls here, girls soccer, I want to take a minute for a message from our sponsor, MD West One. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across Greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111. Class A girls, right off the bat, you have to start with Gretna and Husker recruit Sarah Weber. Yeah, they're the real deal. They really are. Um, I didn't realize it until I started looking up some of the things today that, uh, they already hold the class B record for goal scored in a year in a season, I should say. And they are knocking on the door of the class A record. Now they are up to one Oh eight, I believe either one Oh eight or one Oh nine. They're about 20 
20 goals behind um, the class a uh, record was set 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, they are scoring goals at a crazy clip. Um, Sarah Weber, just like you mentioned, 32 goals, 21 assists. Um, I mean, she's right now on a different planet. Um, and their offense is not just her. I mean, they had a, uh, they had another player, Savannah, uh, Savannah Daffini. She broke the class a single game scoring record with eight the other day. Um, eight in one game and, you know, six assists for Sarah Weber that night, um, tied the class a record. They're just, they're a machine, they're a machine offensively. They're getting offense from so many different places. Um, and, you know, if you kind of look at the next couple of weeks of what they look like, they have three regular season matches left, um, at least two district, uh, matches, uh, probably a state tournament match. So you're at six there. Uh, I, I would be surprised if they don't break that, uh, that scoring mark, um, in that stretch. Um, so yeah, it's, they have taken class a by storm for sure. Winning the Metro tournament in their first try, um, in convincing fashion all the way through. So that is a, that is a good program, a very, very good program right now. What, what is it about their offense? Obviously Sarah Weber, supremely talented Savannah yeah. Defeat behind her is it is there something about their scheme that is freeing these players up or is it just that these players are like you said on another planet just can't be stopped yeah, yeah and i think you use the right terminology there freeing people up you know when when teams put one or two people on sarah weber every game it's going to open things for other people and they have capable scores they have another physical forward um allison marshall up front freshman um you know, she's in double digit goals. So they have people around Sarah Weber. And when Sarah has that much attention, you know, with 21 assists, she's finding people open in, in space that are is created because of all the attention she gets. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a perfect combination for them right now, for sure. Yeah. Allows her to just operate like a good point guard in basketball. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the other part of that is she's very willing to do that. You know, you will sometimes get uh, get goal scorers that that don't like seeing zeros under the G. And um, she is not that person. She is a willing, a willing participant in, in racking up goals for everyone else, too, and talks openly about that. So, yeah, that that is a uh, like I said, that's a, a pretty tough combination. And then that next tier behind Gretna, there's a couple interesting teams from Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. I would put, so we have Lincoln Southwest ranked right behind Gretna. Um, they're ranked two Lincoln East three, um, Southwest one in a shootout when the two met uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, East was, uh, was down a few players that, that night. And they have actually had two season ending injuries, um, that, uh, that head coach Emily Matthews tells me that they've, they filled those positions with sophomores that are stepping up and, and she's been happy with that. So, um, I would imagine they'll have their footing for the postseason. Um, and, you know, it'll be very interesting to see if, if one of those, you know, Gretna, Lincoln East, um, Lincoln Southwest, if one of those teams can kind of get in there and win a title, it's been since it's been 14 straight state tournaments won by the combination of Marion, Millard West or Millard North. Um, and those three teams, at least now don't appear to be on the same level as the, the Gretna, Lincoln East, Lincoln Southwest group. Um, but you know, things changed on the stretch, but 
yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen anyone else hoist that Class A girls championship. Would it be a surprise? You mentioned Millard West, Millard North Marion. Would it be a surprise to have any of those three teams or all of them not in the state tournament field or with the parity? Is it way too early to say? It, it would be a surprise if none of them were there. Um, you know, those are those are three programs that that will never be down um, or will never be down to the point where they're out of the mix. Um, you know, they may have to to win a a district to get in um but again those are teams that have talent enough to uh to be capable of doing that you know they're just they those are teams that year over year you know they're they're winning games they're getting um reserves into games and getting that experience and they're really dealing with the that lost year kind of cutting that lifeline off a little bit so um yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if none of them uh, are in the state tournament. Um, I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised if one or two of them misses out, um, gets a tough draw, has to, you know, go up against a Gretna in, in a district championship. But um, they will they'll contend to get to the state tournament for sure. And then uh, when you get to the state tournament, who knows? I mean, you're playing on a big field. Um, you know, you pop one in early and we've all seen – times where that's all you need. So, um, yeah, that they will be in the conversation for sure. And perennial contenders feels like a natural segue over to class B and Omaha who we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. just like boys, they're right there at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy, heavy betting favorite. Um, they <laughs> are, they are very, very good. Um, you know they're really out in front of class b by by a wide margin probably more than the boys side um and you know cc barons their their star forward gets a lot of the headlines but you know you don't beat two class a top five teams in one day like they did over the weekend um you don't do that behind one player you know they've got they've got pieces around cc that uh that that do their jobs and you know they they they're good on defense. Um, you know, I know they went out to, to North Platte a couple weekends ago, um, made that drive, um, had a few players out, CC Barons included, um, kind of had a hiccup against North Platte, lost in a shootout. Um, but I think when they have their entire team on the field, that they are one of the top five teams in the state, no matter what class. So, um, yeah, very, very good team. Uh, they are they're looking to win a seventh title since 09. And, and like I said earlier, they are a clear favorite to do that. Yeah, seven titles since 2009 feels pretty dang good. You yeah. have you have next week's River Cities Conference tournament circled. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're gonna have obviously Scott in there, um, but then you're gonna have you know ranked teams behind them, um, Duchenne, uh, Mercy, um, two teams that were ranked right behind Scott. Um and then you have Gross Roncalli, which have been kind of ratings contenders as well. So, you know, Scott will get a couple of quality matches uh, on back-to-back nights next week, um, and you know th- that that'll be good for them going into the uh, the district tournaments. Feels like kind of an early district preview. We could see probably a few repeats from that tournament. Yeah, yeah. Again, and in the boys' side too. You know, when you put uh, when you put. Gross, Mount Michael, Ralston, Scott, 
um, not Beatrice. Um, when you put the, those kind of teams, South Sioux City, when you put all of those on the boys' side, um, you're going to have some quality semifinals and then obviously a, a very good final as well. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. Yeah, uh, no problem. Fantastic look into soccer. Looking forward to your district coverage. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at, at Nick Rubeck, O-W-H. Um, and yeah, we are, uh, we're, we're keeping up with, uh, with soccer as we get here into the postseason run and, uh, should be fun. Now, if we could just get the, uh, the weather to cooperate, we will, uh, we'll have a good finish to the season. Well, we'll have to have you back on to preview some state soccer for us that Absolutely. Nice eight day event at Morrison stadium this year. And I want to thank everyone for listening until next time. Have a great day. Hey, hey.